This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day. All right, let's get this rock and rolling, Nick. How are you doing? Welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. Um, we're here again. How are you doing? Like I said. <laughs> Bob, I'm hanging in there, man. Uh you know, we all have our days that are uh, some are higher energy, some are kind of lower today. I was a bit tired, um, but got to do a lot of extremely rewarding work too. So it's a good day, my friend. Rewarding as in like treating patients, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, things that I, things to be honest that I don't enjoy on the regular, but things when I have the opportunity to, um, I like. I had one patient that um, she was actually had some severe injuries and everything and was bouncing back and forth between some homeless shelters. So part of it today was helping her and her chaplain kind of coordinate that to get some answers to get her, you know, finding a shelter, finding some safety and refuge. Um, I can't promise that we actually, um, I don't know, it might not be as soon as it needs to be for them, um, but we got things in place and I felt like I did absolutely, absolutely everything I could. Um, Would I like and enjoy working on that stuff usually? No, I want to be a PT. but extremely rewarding to be able to help her out with that for somebody who was in such need. Yeah, no, that that sounds like you you actually, um, I guess, impacted their lives in some way because um, cause that's a big deal. And then you're doing something like that. Um, it is fulfilling. So that's awesome. Yeah, man, we, uh, we're, we're, always, we're always impacting people. Just the uh, question is, is it for the better, you know? Yeah, that that is definitely true. So, Nick, I wanted to talk about – um, last week, I think we talked like literally three or four days ago, um, and I know usually we talk about like accountability stuff at the end, but we talked about like three or four about three or four days ago. And I'm trying to think when what that was on a was that a Friday, Bob? I think it was either I think it was Friday. Thursday. Uh, it was Thursday. Thursday. No. And today's no. Tuesday. Yes, something yeah, like that. One of like the days. Five, five days. Four days. Five days. Something like that. Yeah, four or five days, um, and basically we were going to talk today on Tuesday, and I, my accountability goal for last week was to just finish 50% of the remainder of my cardio poem thing uh, yeah. for sports score builders for my board exam. So this morning and I was I think, like that. I think, I think you broke it up and you said part of that was doing two hours a day, right? Two hours a day. So – Today, this morning, I was around like at seventy percent. So I've been doing some like bits and pieces, but then I realized that we were going to do our podcast tonight, and there was no way that I was going to finish just that if I just kept on going. Okay, so, we, so when you said seventy percent, that's not like seventy percent above fifty percent. That's like out of the fifty percent, you were like at seventy percent. Yeah, I was at some. So I did the fifty percent last week. And this morning I was gotcha. around 70%. Um, so this whole morning before work, I spent the, the whole um, whole morning cramming in that 30%, um, and I got it done. I mean, was it the best method for studying? <laughs> Probably not, um, but I got it done. I'm at, I'm at that 100% mark, and I just wanted to say um, I guess I'm proud of myself for just pushing Good. through because there, there's so many times where I just wanted to quit. But because I had that external motivation or external accountability from you um, and this podcast, I was able to push through and not quit. 
Um, so, so that's oh, I just wanted that's, to share that. I appreciate that, man. That's awesome. Um, and you know, like you said, is it the most efficient method for studying ever in retention? Eh, probably not. Are you going to be able to pull that out of your back pocket when you realize, listen, it's crunch time. I'm taking the real boards. Um, I'm doing okay for the time, but hey, you know, I can, uh, I can be a little bit efficient in here. Like I've got to have a kind of get up and go for this one section of 50 questions that for whatever reason was a little more troubling for me. You've got the kind of within you to be able to give a little bit of a sprint and push to it when you absolutely need it. Yeah, we, we talked about fatigue actually last week, and I was super fatigued in the middle of this morning, but I was able to push through. So, so I guess in a way it worked on that as well. So, like you said. And now, and now, Bob, when you said the whole morning, how long are we talking for? So I would say like 8 a.m. to 1:30. Yeah. So around. Oh, oh wow. Okay, so like literally like the whole morning. The whole morning. <laughs> This this was the whole morning. Um, I mean, I, I I used the bathroom. Um, I I ate like that. Good, congratulations. <laughs> that was mostly it. It's it's uh, I guess like this this whole podcast is about accountability, um, finding that internal and external motivation to to just push through, and have that persistence. You know, I was I was worried for a minute that you were still on clinical, but I remember that you finished that up. So that uh, that makes so, so I am still on clinical. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, so my clinical actually ends in two weeks. Um, today was just the shorter day. It was – I just got off clinical like an hour ago. Um, so I, I studied this whole morning. Yep. Then during my clinicals, I was pretty much shot. Um, I was, like, <laughs> zoning out every every two, three seconds. Um, oh, no. <laughs> but I made it through. I'm here on this podcast. I'm ready – and I'm, I'm ready to learn from you as well next with whatever wisdom you're about to share. The, uh, the the battle fatigue is absolutely real, and that's, uh, that's happened many, many times. Yeah. So speaking of persistence, um, before I got into this podcast, I was I was reading a book. So like every day I've still been like reading just at least 10 pages of a, of a business book, of a self-help book. So I'm still reading Think and Grow Rich. Nice. Um, and we always talk about like persistence and like um, pushing through and not quitting, when, even in like the face of failure. But we never like really, I guess, gave actionable or, or, or realistic wording on how to like follow through with it. And in this book, they, they give a list of four things on like quote unquote how to develop persistence. And, and I thought it would be interesting to share because it, it really parallels a lot to what we talk about on this podcast. Bob, you've got my curiosity. You've enticed me. Let's hear what you got, man. All right. So so the four simple steps which lead to the habit of persistence. So number one, a definitive, uh, a definite purpose backed by a burning desire for its fulfillment. So you have a purpose. A purpose have a, backed by a burning desire for fulfillment yes for its fulfillment so you have a purpose and then a, a super burning desire to reach that purpose or to fulfill that purpose number two a def a, a definite plan expressed in continuous action so you have the purpose you have the burning desire and now you have a plan this this parallels so much to what we've been talking about, Nick, on, on all our episodes. Number three, a mind 
close tightly against all negative and discouraging influences, including negative suggestions of relatives, friends, and acquaintances. Mm, number four, like yeah, number four, a friendly alliance with one or more persons who will encourage one to follow through with both plan and purpose. So these are the four steps, and and it's like you have a purpose, you have a desire, you have a burning passion to fulfill it, you have a plan that's like constantly upgrade, updated as you go through the plan. Um, your mind is not influenced by, I guess, other negative negative dots, and then you have people that are, are pushing you through or supporting you throughout this this um, I guess persistent plan that you're aiming for. And do, do you have any initial thoughts on that, Nick? I mean, in some ways, it's 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 really refreshing, Bob, how how in tune we are with the basics, right? And like when you say those things, they're profound. The wording's great, but it's also like a little aspect of like, duh, right? And like I think that's good. I think we want to feel that where it's like, listen, these things are great. They're good reminders. It's great to be involved in them, but it should kind of have that factor of like. Yeah, no crap. It's like that's that's what it is. That's what it is. It has to be a community that we support each other. You have to have a passion behind it, right? You can't be empty, or else that dies way too early. You've got to be able to have a solid game plan, and then you've got to have resilience when there are those people, especially those people that you care about, right? That they say no, that they put doubts in your head, that they give you reasons why you can't or shouldn't do things. Yeah, no, I I agree. It it is, I it is obvious, I guess, to, to, to the both of us, and, and maybe even to anybody listening. Like like, duh, you got to have a plan. You got to have passion behind it, and you got to have people to support you and whatever. And and uh, and like you said, that this is like just more of a fancier way to say all that. Um, but I still think, like again, it's it's important to have that reminder of how do you get that persistence? How do you continue to 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 reach for something that, that you want. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the blueprint for this, where it finds its value, is always applied in context. And so that context might be, you know, whatever situation you're going through and that you're struggling for it intentionally, right? So if you're struggling with something deep right now and you hear those four things, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Then it's like, whoa, 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 what was that? Okay, let me let me have the one that resonates a little more with me. Oh, fueled by a fiery passion. Sweet. That makes a ton of sense. Let me keep rolling with that. And so we find kind of what resonates, what's deepest, what's most impactful. And I think, you know, it depends on the current situation you're in, but it really resonates well. And so, Bob, for you yourself, which area out of these do you feel like you're the strongest in, actually, right now, just currently in life? Well, I mean, as as of right now, as, as we're speaking, um, number four like a friendly alliance to have like people supporting you things like that because we're on this podcast right now we're, we're both supporting each other's aspirations and goals and passions and our passions are aligned are, are along this, like a similar line um but i would say like right now like i have a purpose and a desire for its fulfillment so my purpose i guess is I guess I want to. I have. I want to have my own clinic. I, I will have my own clinic um, that's self-sufficient, 
where I treat patients how I want the patients to be treated, and I could tap dance out of bed, walk to work, and treat those patients day in and day out um, because that that's what I enjoy. That's fulfillment to me as of this moment. I love it, Bob. So I think if we were to, like, put these four things um, into practical terms, like an example, um, something that, like, both you and I have done is probably, like, going through physical therapy school. Um, there, there's a purpose, right? We got to finish school, get our license. Um, there's a plan. There's, like, all these different classes. There's all your family members, all the professors, all your classmates supporting you. Nobody's really, like, tearing you down for, for most people. Um, and most people get through physical therapy school or when they have these four things, I think, aligned. Um, what do you think? I, I would agree with that, whereas there is um, nothing in life is a guarantee, and there are certainly times where we can have, you know, these things occur that, um, you know, that it's not a guarantee that it happens. Um, but with that, um, there's a lot that we can do to go ahead. Uh, sorry about that, Bob. There's a lot that when these things are aligned, right, that increases our likelihood exponentially, overwhelmingly, to increase our likelihood that we'll find success with this. Um, and I think that's where the true value lies. It's not about guarantees, but it's about how can I increase my likelihood like crazy of this thing that I do actually have passion for, because I think it has to start with passion. It can't just start with a plan. You've got to have a reason why before you dig deep and go into it. Um, as long as you have that, I think things are going to turn out okay. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I think hopefully on number three of like the the, the number three was like a, a tightly closed a mind closed tightly against all negative and discouraging influences, including negative suggestions of relatives, friends, and acquaintances. Um, we talk about that a lot, especially, I guess, from me, of, like, internal criticisms rather than mm. external ones from, like, relatives, friends, and acquaintances. Um, yeah. Like, having, like, a mind closed tightly. So, So there's another quote that I really liked. Um, basically, the quote is, when your world is quiet, it can be the way you want it. So, like, when, when your mind is quiet, it can be the way you want it. When your environment is quiet, it can be the way you want it. Um, so, I think that that's also important to consider as well. Absolutely. And, you know, how do we how do we take the external, the chaos, the storm around us, and how do we turn it into something meaningful, impactful, but more important than just meaningful, impactful, and full of passion, can we actually navigate it? Is it practical? Is it too filled with this energy of passion and chaos battling each other that we can't effectively take action steps? And I think that that's something we have to boil down and break down more. And I think it's been interesting for you, Bob, where you know you are influenced by your family a ton, but not necessarily in a way that's negative or doubting you, but just in a way that's very used to um, overpowering you in your past a little bit. And you've done an amazing job in the last year of trying to redefine that for yourself. Yeah, I thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it is, I guess you're right. Like my family dynamic is, is a little bit weird. My mom has her own clinic. Um, eventually I'll be working the clinic, taking over the clinic. 
and it's always about like battling against how can it, at the end of the day will will I be able to to live my own shadow or live behind her shadow? Is that like where you're hinting or something like that? Yeah, a little, a little bit. Um, and you know, when you first went to physical therapy school, she kind of chose it for you. Um, and I have no doubt, Bob, that you'll be able to. Um, do that in the future and live your own life and live it very strong and well because that's just who you've developed into be. Um, but I think that there will be fleeting individual moments where you lose the focus, lose the sense of clarity. And when you do lose that clarity for even just a moment, um, you know, you'll be fine once you gain it back again, but it's something that we have to be focused on. Just like there are patterns for me where I know that, hey, listen, I've got to get myself in check once in a while and I'm normally good. I let it slip. Okay, sweet. Let me reel myself back in. So let me, I mean, I, I think I ask you this every episode, like, and, and you always tell me, I think the, an answer along the similar vein, but when you do that, obviously your answer would be like when you sit down and you reflect on the day and you do that like daily, weekly, um, how do you know when you're out of a line? Like for you, Nick. Okay, I'll uh, I'll give a a somewhat superficial example, but I'll give an example of this last Saturday. So we were in a uh, we were in a course uh, for the weekend, uh, physical therapy kind of course, and nothing to do with manual therapy whatsoever. But we were um, movement science science based for the upper quarter. Great course, really enjoyed it. And during just one of the breaks. Um, doing a couple different uh, variations of CT junction manipulations with some of my friends and the instructor. And the instructor. And so was doing it, um, you know, went really well. Then the instructor was showing something. Uh, and he's actually a good friend of mine. And he was saying, hey, you know, we've, um, he basically just demoed a way of doing it. And I kind of, um, in my mind, what I went to was just trying to compare with him. Said, oh, sweet, like this is how I do it kind of thing. Um, but then I didn't. And, like, it wasn't like we were there to teach and learn. It was just, you know, something we were just doing in the moment and then moving on. But then as I reflected on that, it's like I didn't really even fully consider um, their way. It's just like, hey, I have a way of getting at this. Um, and I didn't necessarily put in that effort to try their way, go for it. And I didn't think any, anything of it in the moment. Then later on, it wasn't like I was just intentionally reflecting back on the day necessarily for that part. But I was just thinking, you know, that's bullshit, right? Like that's complete bullshit. Why would I? Like, this goes against everything I stand for. Why would I be in a learning environment, be in a situation, have a new kind of variation variety of the skill, and why would I not dig into that even deeper when I have the opportunity to? Um, so that was something that was absolutely missed in my boat. That I. Uh, I'll use the word regret um, for that situation, but I say the word regret, not that I'm carrying it around with me forever, but that I can acknowledge it so I can let it go. Or then I can move on and, and improve for the next time and be more aware. So did that thought, I know you didn't like intentionally reflect on it. Did it just hit you as you were like using the bathroom or something like, like just going through your day? Yeah, it totally hit me. I don't remember what exactly was doing, but it was something a little bit more mellow. Maybe I was eating or whatever just kind of hit me. I'm like, you know, that, that resonates weird. That, that vibes me out wrong. That's not, that's not a value that I want to uphold. Yeah. 
And and going back, I guess, to, I guess, your purpose or, like, your whys, like, you want to be the best possible clinician to, to treat your patient that um, comes in front of you. I want to be average, mediocre, and complacent. No, I'm kidding, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but but would you mind just reiterating, it, like, I guess your why for physical therapy, for for why you're going through residency, why you're going through fellowship, or planning on going through fellowship. Yeah, and it uh, I absolutely would, Bob. And it, um, there's so much depth to it. Um, there's so much variety, variability. For me, a lot of it boils down to inspiring the message of eternal hope for people. There is always redemption of the human spirit, and oftentimes that comes through the physical body and changing our relationship with our body. It's about empowering people through movement variability, movement resiliency. It's just about, it's making better people. And to empower and impact people on that intimate level, where I've got this other medium, this kind of distraction of the body to fuel that through, right? Where, you know, we've got these ailments or conditions or whatever you want to consider them to be that do very much get in our way. They absolutely do. And so we, here I have a lens, a window to tap into the soul of people, to tap into their version of their human experience through their lens, and I can make them better in their life, right? I can make them more resilient to be able to bend with the wind and not break. And we're doing this through a physical lens, but we often, very often, get into the emotional, the physical, the spiritual, the intellectual side of things because they are all so intimately related. Uh, then on kind of the larger scale for physical therapy beyond the individual impact, right, is I, people get poor care too often. People get unnecessary surgeries too often, especially related around spine-related pain, even, you know, in the extremities, for example. Um, people get knee or hip surgeries when the source of the pain was in the back, right? It just, it kills me, man, or they get surgeries unnecessarily. Um, they just, they don't get the care that they need and, that they need and they deserve. And I want to impact not just those patients, but the physical therapists of those patients and help to make our entire profession better. I like it. Then the reason why I asked, it goes back to that reflection of, uh, there's another variation of the skill that I can learn that can potentially better be suited for a different patient. And then there's this moment of regret. And I think that really does align with, with your why or your purpose of physical therapy of like helping these people or helping patients that, that you treat, give them the best possible care that you can give them at the moment. And that comes with having just a wide variety of skills. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely, that's definitely part of it. Um, it's like you said, you've got to align the why, the passion, the fire with the how to, with the blueprint, with the way of doing things with the game plan, you've got to be able to say, hey, people will doubt you, right? The better you get, the more people will doubt you because the more they have opinions and the better you are at something that you're focused, the more people will have different opinions than that. So they're going to doubt you and you've got to be able to withstand that. Some of those people might be the people you're closest to. You've got to be okay with that. The, the quote unquote haters, if you want to call them that. And then after that, surround yourself with that great supportive community that challenges you to make you better keep getting after it. I like it. Um, one thing, I, I'm going to make a, a physical therapy term because... Um, You're going to make a term. Okay, we have a brand new term coming in. 
I'm gonna well no, no I'm gonna make a turn. Sorry. Oh gotcha, gotcha. I'm like all right, new new vo- vocabulary time. Let's learn this one. <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna make like we've been talking a lot about like mindset, and then you mentioned like one thing in like your your why of like physical therapy. So I'm gonna like shift the conversation more, I guess, towards physical therapy a little bit. Um, have you read like the study? It's the the XPOS study that looked at extremity pain in spinal sources. Who is the author of that, you said? Um, I think it is by – it's by Richard Rosedale. Okay, you'll have to um, describe it to me, Bob. But, yeah, describe it for all the listeners as well, but I believe so. So it's, it's basically um, they they took a whole bunch of people. They took, like, over 300-something people that had a referral of an extremity pain. So, like, elbow pain, knee pain. And the patient themselves thought that it was 100% their knee, their elbow, or whatever hurt. And then a group of clinicians first screened their back and then looked at the extremity pain. Um, and what they found was that around like 40 to 60% of patients that have like pain in an a, in a extremity actually came from the spine. Um, and it like varies between joints, but it's like, you can say like 25% of purely knee patients have low back pain that's causing that knee pain. Um, so you talked about like, and in your why of like, there's so poor care of like people that have pain in their leg, getting surgeries for their leg when it's coming from their back. So I just wanted to share that study. It's, it's an interesting Absolutely. study. No, I've, I've definitely um, read through that one, and it's uh, it's well cited, uh, but interesting for everybody else out there as well. And you know, I yeah. think the other thing too, Bob, is that you know, not to get overly clinical here, but of course, you don't have to have back pain to have extremity pain that comes from the back. Yes. And um, you know, I've had many cases of that, many cases of that today. Um, and but again, it's not we're not saying that hey. I'm spine focused, so I need to, you know, convince myself and be overly biased that everybody's pain is coming from the spine. But I need to do a thorough evaluation and detailed screening to make sure and say, hey, if it is, right, what am I going to do about it? And then if it's not, great. Let me reassure the patient and more importantly, reassure myself that we're working on the exact right thing, the exact same thing that we need to be working on. Yeah. And, and again, Nick didn't misspeak. Um, I guess for anybody that's like non-physical therapy esque that's listening, um, people can have, I guess, extremity pain. So, so like leg pain, arm pain, that's from the low back, even if they don't have low back pain. Which is, hey, Bob, which let's, is take this, let's take this a step back. Let's take this a step back from the physical world for those of us who don't have our professions rooted in that. Our physical examples are some of the easiest to understand and wrap our minds around, right? That's when we look at the motivation stuff. We also look at high-level athletes. Why? Because they have physical output. Let's take it back. Really, our message, Bob, is saying, get to the damn source. Don't mess around. Yeah. Right? Get to the source and get to the source soon. And part of that involves digging deep and being thorough. So how can we be encouraged to dig deep and be thorough for ourselves and our own lives? 
Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I really do like it. You summed up both the the mental aspect and then the physical therapy aspect and tied it together. So, you know, like if you, as you look at that study where we have about 50% of the extremity pain really originating from the back, let's do another study here. What percent of people, right, do you think are treating their pure symptoms but nothing related to the source? Not their physical pain, but their mental pain, their emotional pain, the pain of not living their fullest life. Right, how many of us are just compensating up the wazoo? I'm willing to bet it's far more than fifty percent. And and I, I assume that you're mentioning that it's not just the physical aspect either, right? Not even close. No, yeah, and I'm saying even exclusively not the physical aspect. Okay. How many of us have a deficit in life? Have some basic human need that isn't being met that we have to do something about? that we're not even touching, that we're trying to compensate all around that. Right, because this yeah. does come back to the inner world. This does come back to the mental. I know not every physical pain has a, you know, direct mental correlation. A lot of it does. But how can we make ourselves better people, Bob? That's what we're ultimately after. Wow, that, that was a deep question. And I'm going to take some time to reflect on that as well. It's what in our, what areas in our life are, are we avoiding or, or just covering up and not attacking at its source? Absolutely. And, and again, this is this isn't something that we're intentionally avoiding something, right? I intentionally compare it to this study. I compare it to this study because these are people with elbow pain, with knee pain, with wrist and knee pain, with foot pain, right? They have pain there. And they're going to therapy meaning they're trying to do something to address it. So these aren't people that are blatantly ignoring their symptoms. They're saying, hey, I haven't had the expertise, right, the training, get a mentor if you need a mentor, right, therapy or life coaching, whatever. It's not for those who are crazy weak and need to be dug out of the grave. It's for those two. It's also for people who are good to great and great to amazing. We are, we're always trying to level up. And so there's like, I've got a great friend of mine. Dude, he's kicking ass in the world. He has a therapist. Why? Because he wants it because he wants to get better. And he's, he knows he's preventing himself from getting in a little bit of a rut. And that's freaking awesome, right? We should be investing in ourselves, and there shouldn't be this bad judgment about it. And so I think that as we try and improve ourselves, we have to remember we're having good intentions. But sometimes we need the tools of an expert clinician, a.k.a. the physical therapist understanding the source and the spine at some points, right? We need some people to point a finger in the right direction for us so that our best of intentions are, can be matched with the best of results. Wow, that wow. I I would just say, listen to that again. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you, Nick. That I think that's also a great place to to put in pin in this podcast. But it just sums up everything we've been talking about, and and I love it. it it's great. Absolutely, my friend. It's always an honor being on here with you, Nick. Let's let's touch upon the accountability real quick. And then we'll, I think we'll wrap it up from there. So Man. last week, um, you, you, I think you had an accountability goal as well, just prepping for your studying, your, your SCS material, things like that. I mean, it's been a few days. How's that been going, Nick? So I'll be honest, we, uh, we actually didn't set anything formal after last time. Um, I mean, I have been studying stuff, so I've been doing 
I've been doing my thing. I've been getting after. We didn't say anything formal. Um, but it's been, as far as, you know, where have been my efforts, Bob, to improve myself personally and professionally in this time that's not even necessarily related to accountability. Um, it's all about kind of just, you know, I've gotten these things way off my shoulders, right? I've gotten these tests done. I've gotten um, my application for the fellowship done. I'm just trying to leverage myself both in and out of the clinic, um, invest in some really good relationships. Um, other than also, um, took the extra time um, by one of the expert PT clinicians to meet um, all the ortho and the phys med docs. Um, so I'll be working with even more intimately when I'm in fellowship. By building those how I am in fellowship, not if I'm in fellowship. We've got to have that positive self-talk. Um, so I've been doing the little things to intentionally leverage myself that way. I like that. Um, I touched upon accountability in the beginning of this podcast. I think for next week or the next time we talk, I think it could be, I could it could be in a quick matter of a week, um, like we always been. I just want to finish my book, Think and Grow Rich. I've been reading ten pages a day, but it's it's a big book. So I just want to finish it by the next time we talk. Um, I'm doing good. I think I'm, I'm on track with the board exam. I'm going to take some back, more practice questions, more things like that as we go. Um, but right now, I just want to finish the book, Think and Grow Rich. That was great, Bob. Perfect. Do you want to set anything official? I think for me, it's um, – I'm going to – I have some more work to do for this upcoming weekend. I'm taking a course through the residency through Exos. Um, and for me, it's just about both Saturday and Sunday uh, for more of the sport performance side of physical therapy. And for me, it's doing the things I need to do to make sure I'm fully prepped for that and get some logistical things to uh, uh, set up the facility underway for that. Perfect. I love how, like, we both say, like, we're doing these things and it's going to happen. So, as always, Nick, it's a pleasure to hear from you and to always learn from you every time we talk on this podcast. All right, my friend. Take care. All right, Always take care.